Hi there, my name is Malcolm Gordon. This is my podcast, A Field Guide to Forgiveness. Over the next few episodes, we're going to explore why we might forgive, why we might need to forgive, and how we might go about it. In one sense, I know all about forgiveness. You see, my day job is being a Christian minister in a church. So in that role, I talk about it all the time. I did again a couple of Sundays ago at First Church here in Dunedin, where I'm one of the ministry team. And I've been a minister for nearly 15 years and a Christian for most of my 40 years on the planet. So I've been talking about forgiveness and hearing about forgiveness for as long as I can remember. But I have a secret. One that, depending on the popularity of this podcast, won't be a secret for much longer. On the other hand, maybe this whole thing will be a flop and I have nothing to worry about. There's something to hope for. The secret is not exactly shameful, but I think it's at least embarrassing. Because while I know about forgiveness and have been on the receiving end of forgiveness from other people, my problem is I do not know how to forgive. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to let things go. Let's talk about faith for just a second. I want to be upfront about my perspective because there, there is no such thing as objectivity, the curiously named God's eye view. My take on this is not the official version. We're all standing somewhere and we'll find both resonance and dissonance with every other person we meet, even or perhaps especially with those who claim the same labels as us. I reckon we all need a story that makes sense of our lives. And for me, I've found the story of Jesus the most compelling way of navigating my path through life. But even though I'm a Christian, I'm not making this podcast exclusively for other Christians. Some of the people I've met recently who have started to teach me about forgiveness are not on speaking terms with Jesus. Given that I've grown up inside the church and that I have failed to learn how to forgive, this has made me realize I might need help from further afield. And rest assured, none of this is a Trojan horse so that in the final episode I'm going to ambush you by shifting the whole conversation to talking about how we all need God's forgiveness and then hit you with an altar call. Promise. The arrogant part of me thinks that believing in God should give me a head start on forgiveness, shouldn't it? Because after all, Jesus seems to have been really good at forgiveness. And yet here I am, unable to forgive others or to forgive myself. Maybe this isn't a faith problem. Maybe it's a human problem. So if you have a faith perspective that's different to mine or you don't align with any faith, I'm hoping you'll still find these conversations rich and engaging and I hope they'll help you into a more flourishing life. Back to forgiveness, or in my case, unforgiveness. Let me get this out in the open. I've not had an especially horrible life. There have been some difficult seasons. I've experienced bullying when I was at school and depression and burnout in my adult life, and I've needed therapy to work through some of those experiences. But if you read my biography, which isn't a pitch because it doesn't exist, I think you'd agree that my level of suffering probably sits somewhere in the middle of the bandwidth of human experience, maybe even a little on the positive side. What I want you to get from this is that while I don't know how to forgive, it's not because of the sheer scale of the offences that have been committed against me. I wasn't abused by someone I trusted. I'm not part of a persecuted minority. I was loved well by my parents and only beaten up the standard amount by my older brothers and mostly when I was asking for it. Mostly. 
So my inability to forgive cannot be excused or explained by the magnitude of my suffering. I haven't had it worse than anyone else. My life probably hasn't been harder than yours. And this is not to say that the hard things I've faced haven't been really hard. They have. I just want to be sure to dignify the experiences of the rest of the human race by not claiming that you don't know what it's like. You do. You might even know better than me. And yet, at the same time, each human life brings with it unique challenges, unique pain. Something that unravels me might barely touch you, and vice versa. So, let's agree from the get-go that we're not going to get very far by inwardly arguing about whose suffering is the biggest. We've all been hurt, and while there might be some value in counting our blessings or recognising how much harder other people have it, we have still been hurt. Having a my pain is bigger than your pain argument is not the point of this, so let's stop before we start. I've been hurt. You've been hurt. I think forgiveness could help. You probably think the same or you wouldn't be listening. Neither of us know how to get there. There, we are. Common ground. Friends again. Good. Let me give you a little insight into my struggle with forgiveness. Alongside all the garden variety slights and knocks that come with being human, there are a couple of instances that tower over all the rest, casting very long shadows in my story. I don't really want to go into details because I'm worried that those details might distract you. They might get us caught in that game of comparison that we're trying so hard to avoid. Suffice to say that in those circumstances, I feel like I've been screwed over. I felt like I had been made to pay for other people's mistakes. And the cost I had to pay came in the form of my well-being at almost every level of my life. Physical, mental, emotional, financial and relational. And those experiences left me bruised, disheartened and disillusioned. In the aftermath, I tried to carry myself with dignity, but I was just so angry. I tried not to tell people my sob story, but I found myself subtly or not so subtly referencing it at the smallest opportunity, working it into any conversation. And while I would try and tell my story objectively so as to appear even-handed, the truth was I wanted to tell everyone what happened to me because I wanted them to agree that I had been badly treated. I wanted them to see the same bad guys that I saw. And this brings me to a second reason why I don't want to give you details. Because it will put me perilously close to this habit of telling my story in order to enlist you onto my side. So you'll say, they didn't. And I'll shrug and say, they did. And then you'll be sympathetic to me and outraged at them. And I'll have another friend against my enemy. The very enemy I'm trying to learn how to forgive. Sigh. And this is just what goes on on the outside. Inwardly, I would be rehearsing these experiences, going over every slight, every episode, as if I was afraid to forget. And I think I was afraid to forget. I wanted to be ready to tell my story should the opportunity ever present itself to me so that I could finally have justice. I'd lie awake or daydream at work and run the whole story through from start to finish like a Lord of the Rings marathon. And at the end, I was angrier than when I had started. It was as if I was keeping the wound open so that one day I could finally point and say, look, see what they did to me. It took me a while to realise that that day wasn't actually coming. Maybe you've had a similar revelation. Mine came when I finally had the chance to talk to a person who had let me down and I got to explain how they had hurt me. At the end of the conversation, it became painfully clear to me that my remembering was completely different to theirs and that in their version, they had nothing to apologise for. I couldn't believe that my hurt could be so foreign to them. Of course, 
in the short term, that just gave me more fuel for the fire of resentment I had burning away inside. How could they be so oblivious to what they had done to me? How could they? How could they? How dare they? On and on, round and round. And creeping alongside this anger was a fear. What if my story wasn't the story? What if it was just my version of events? What if they didn't hurt me as badly as I remember? Or even worse, what if I'm not as innocent as I think? It was enough to make me sick. And so, I have slowly realized that while I don't know how to forgive or how to make it work in my life, I know something else for certain. I know unforgiveness doesn't work. And I know that truth from the inside. One of my grievances is well over 10 years old now. And still, no one has had an epiphany and humbly taken responsibility for hurting me. There is no apology coming. And even if it did, what would I do with it? After practicing unforgiveness for so long, would an apology transform the person I've spent so long becoming? I'm scared that it wouldn't. In a way, I've been practicing a form of emotional self-harm. And I've been justifying it by saying, they did it first. But we all know the standard parental response to that, that two wrongs don't make a right. Yes, I got hurt. But I have exacerbated that hurt, keeping it fresh so that I could present it as evidence should I ever get the chance. But that chance has never come. And I'm not sure it would help me much if it did. I think I might need to find another way to deal with this pain. I think I need to learn to forgive. Years ago, I went to this carnival over New Year's at Caroline Bay. They had this ride called the Cheriplane, and it cost $1.50. What a bargain. It was like a merry-go-round except you rode on these swings that were suspended from chains that hung about five metres down. As the ride sped up, you swung further and further out. It looked awesome. I couldn't wait. And to begin with, it was awesome. But then it kept going. I don't know if the old guy running it popped off for a smoke or a pack of smokes, or if this was just the standard length of the ride, but before long I was staring at the skyline and concentrating on keeping the hot dog I'd just eaten where it was. It was simultaneously the best value $1.50 and the worst $1.50 I'd ever spent. It went on so long, it made me sick. And that's what unforgiveness has been doing to me. It felt so good to begin with, so satisfying and justifying to nurse my grievances. But they have made me sick. Sick with bitterness and cynicism. They've hampered my ability to listen to the pain of others because I've been so desperate for them to listen to my pain. And they've short-suited my compassion because they've trained me to say, that's nothing, wait till you hear what happened to me. So, that's me, the unforgiving pastor. And I'm so tired. I'm tired of carrying these stories around with me. Because these stories haven't actually healed me or helped me. I've given them enough of a chance to establish that. Telling people how they hurt me hasn't healed me. No one is coming to say sorry to me. I'm realizing they may not even realize that they've hurt me. Or see my pain as a reasonable response. It's like there was broken glass on the beach. And I stepped on it with my bare feet. And now I'm limping around, clutching the shards in my bloodied hand, looking for the person who left it there, so I can say, Oi, do you know what you did? I got hurt by someone else. But now I'm hurting myself to prove the point. Please don't ask me what the point is exactly. 
So now I'm on a different quest. I'm on a quest to find folk who can help people like me into the practice of forgiveness. Right now, I can see it's a good idea. But as it stands, it's only something that I should do. I need it to become something I could do, then something I can do, and then something I do do. Along the way, I'm going to talk to some people who are going to give us reasons why forgiveness is the right way. And some people who have had plenty of reasons not to forgive, but have found a way to do it anyway. I want to learn what the relationship between forgiveness and justice is. What we do with that inner voice that is screaming, but it's not fair. I want to know what to do with these stories that are stuck on repeat in my head. I want to know how to hold the line between forgiving and becoming a doormat for other people's bad behavior. I want to know if forgiveness is more than forgetting, because I'm really hoping it is. Maybe you'd like to come on this journey too. I suspect I'm not the only one who needs it, but I'm okay if I am. This process will give me a reason to pursue forgiveness with intentionality. You may be interested to know that we're doing all this during the Christian season of Lent. Lent is traditionally a time of introspection and self-reflection. It seems an appropriate time now that I've realized I can't wait for other people to heal my pain with their apologies, and now that I suspect that that wouldn't work anyway. So the question now is, what can I do to stop rehearsing this pain, to stop hurting myself with it all over again? Could forgiveness be the answer? Let's find out. Join me for season one of A Field Guide to Forgiveness over the next six Thursdays as we decide if forgiveness is a good idea and then how we make that good idea a reality. Talk soon.